0: Welcome into the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We are live here on the WSN YouTube channel talking about our favorite Wednesday and Thursday night football picks. Grant, welcome into the show.
1: Thank you, Tanner. Thank you for the warm welcome as always, and welcome into everybody out there on another live show on Ride the Line. Tanner and I have talked about it. We plan to make this a recurring thing. I got to say, Monday's first live episode was a lot of
0: fun. It was electric. It was the electric factory, if you remember those from the Parlay Power Hour days. We got some people watching on TikTok as well and on YouTube. If you're watching on TikTok, make sure you click the link in the bio and head over to YouTube. We're going to cater to the YouTube comments today, but we also want you asking questions on TikTok as well, guys. So Grant, we got Thursday night football. Should be an interesting matchup here. It's not a great game for primetime. I think this should have been flexed out of primetime. What do you think? Well, I mean, can you – well,
1: this is just a general question. Can you flex primetime games on different days? I know you can move like a 4 o'clock to an 8, but can you move a whole Thursday night game?
0: It should have been moved like week two. Should have been. They I'm shouldn't. just wondering if they're actually able to do that because
1: I don't know the answer, but absolutely this nobody's gonna watch this game other than real real NFL diehards and junkies like us. You know, we will be watching, but most people do not want to see this game.
0: No, I would not want to watch this game, but again, it's football, so you're gonna watch it. Like people are gonna cater to foot like we're going to watch football it's the greatest game in the world it's america uh so if the nfl is on we're probably going to watch it justin fields could be back in this game which makes it a little more interesting there and then carolina panthers fans have to watch bryce young again in action which might not be very pretty so looking at bryce young this season do you think the carolina panthers like oh no we made a massive massive mistake or they believe in their guy
1: so i think there's two ways to skin the cat here so the first one is Bryce Young has a horrible offensive line, no playmakers, head coach probably isn't the best, um, and it's his rookie season, and he's undersized to begin with. Like We see undersized NBA players struggle in their rookie seasons. There was always going to be a period of adjustment. So objectively, most people would say that you, you don't know what you have. You got to get the guys around him. The problem for him is you <laughs> look at what CJ Stroud is doing with the Houston Texans, because Skill position players, you know, sure. I mean, Nico Collins and Adam Thielen, we call them a wash. Maybe Tank Dell's a little better than DJ Chark or whoever, but it's not, re- he's not really working with a whole lot more over there in Houston. Houston also has no running game. Their O line isn't great. And D'Amico Ryans is a rookie head coach who's a defensive minded guy. Yet CJ Stroud is on pace for 4,800 yards, 30 touchdowns, and two interceptions. So he's very much polluted what i think reasonable expectations for a rookie are now that being said the texans should be saying in their in their minds no doubt about it we got a future star in this league the panthers it's still possible for bryce young to hit that but it's not a guarantee in any stretch like it was with stroud right now
0: Sam, I am over on TikTok saying he has a baller in Thielen. He does have a baller in Thielen, but the problem is with Bryce Young right now, he's not very big. He can't see over the line of scrimmage. He's crumbling under pressure. CJ Stroud is the guy. Will Levis looks like a better quarterback right now. There's and just Th- a Thielen's
1: lot Th- not a number one. Let's get that clear. Thielen's no, a great not. player to have on your team. He's not an ex-receiver at this stage of his career.
0: He's just playing like a number one right now because they don't have a lot of options. They don't have a good offense. That's the bottom line there with the Carolina Panthers. So moving this game, the Panthers are a three and a half point underdog on the road against Chicago. If Justin Fields plays or does not play, does this impact how you bet this game, Grant?
1: Yeah, there's a bit of an interesting situation going on. So Justin Fields, we know he's been out for a few weeks. Tyson Badgett's been playing. He was a limited participant at both days of practice this week. Wasn't ready to go last weekend, and this is obviously a short turnaround. So instinctively, I would think he's probably not going to play. And there's also been really no change in the line. It's at three and a half or, or plus four excuse me minus three and a half minus four for the bears pretty much the entire week however even though sportsbooks don't have passing odds for you know passing yards or touchdowns whatever for badging or fields they do have justin fields listed as an anytime touchdown scorer so i don't know if they're getting ahead of the the getting ahead of themselves and they were they're going to avoid the tickets if people bet on him but honestly right now i i don't really have an indication of whether he's going to play or not to answer your question, does it affect how I would bet this game? In all honesty, I almost would feel a little more comfortable with Badgin, not because he's better than Fields. I'm not saying that. But Fields was having a really rough year, and now he's been out of the lineup for a few weeks with an injury. He's going to have no really no rhythm at all. I'd almost be a little more comfortable with Badgin in there. I don't know about you.
0: Well, according to the Cold Heart Football Facts, number one source for proprietary stats in NFL betting, we look at the Chicago Bears right now. They rank 27th overall in the power rankings. Carolina ranks 30th. Neither team can beat good teams. Uh, Defensively, they're both not very good. The one area where the Bears do have a big advantage is up front in the offensive line. They rank eighth in offensive hog index, and they're also the ninth best defensive rusher rating unit in the NFL. So I think there's a few more perks going uh, for that Bears team when you're looking from a betting perspective. I don't trust Bryce Young. I trust Justin Fields a lot more than bryce young i trust tyson badgett more than bryce young the way he's looked in the past few weeks so i'd probably lean towards the bears here at minus three and a half again i don't love the play here uh probably looking towards the under might be the better move in this one because just how primetime unders have gone and just because of these offenses i don't think we're going to see a huge rhythm from them throughout this game but i do like the bears at three and a half it's hard to take anything to do with carolina right now even against a team as bad as the bears
1: that's kind of my my summary of this as well it's that um, first of all, you know, it's just talking about the under. The under is hitting 61 and percent of all games. It's 22 and 7 in prime time. That's that's probably a good pick in every primetime game until proven otherwise. I would also be leaning Bears minus three and a half. The problem is that the the Panthers, they're one six and one against the spread this season. They've only won one game. Justin Fields has the worst QBR in the entire league, or excuse me. Bryce Young has the worst QBR in the entire league. Now he's going on the road in primetime against the Bears defense that has gotten better over the first month of the season. They were giving up thirty-four point three points per game over the last five weeks. It's cut it down to twenty-one points per game, and of course they just added Montez Sweat to that mix, so they should be even having uh, they should have even more of a of a presence in the pass rush. The one thing I can say is normally games with low totals favor the underdog. In games this season alone where the total is 42 or less, underdogs are covering 64% of the time on the spread. However, we did just see that a favorite in a low total game was able to cover, that being the Chargers against the Jets. Again, I would be leaning Bears, kind of hard to do because neither one of these teams are that good, but I just have no faith in the Panthers whatsoever.
0: I agree with that. we got some questions in here. Texans, I'll get to your question, buddy. You don't have to drop it 15 times in here. Jets defense or the Cowboys this weekend, I'm assuming from a DFS perspective. Um, I'm assuming from a DFS perspective as well. So I would lean towards probably... I'd lean towards Dallas. I think the Jets' offense might put the Jets' defense in some tough situations from a DFS perspective, and then that's going to lead to you losing points, so probably in there. Carolina, it is from Sharp Adams. Your camera is shaking. Not sure why. I'm liking the video. I'm trying to get the likes up there. That's why it's shaking a little bit. Um, And then Carolina, it is. No, we've been good. We've been hot in primetime games. People better watch out if they fade us. I, I mean, I'm
1: just full full disclosure. This is a tough one because both these teams are awful. So I don't I don't blame yeah. you for going with Carolina, but it, it's almost like a it's almost like a lesser of two evils pick. Like, what has Carolina done to prove to you that you can trust them? I don't think anything.
0: Definitely, if you guys want to join the Discord for more questions, if I don't get to your questions, click the link in the bio. It's right up there. The camera shaking, sharp abs because you're not liking the damn video. You got to like the video. Uh, anyways, guys, we're moving into a prop play here. I actually like this one, and I know I just. Was not very friendly to Bryce Young there before, but I'm going to bet on Bryce Young for his passing prop in this one. You look at Bryce Young, his total yards is set at 219.5 here. And according to the cold hard football facts, the Chicago Bears are not very good against the pass. They rank 29th in total team yards, allowed 31st in defensive passer rating, 32nd in defensive real quarterback rating. This is kind of like why I took... uh why I took Zach Wilson to go over his passing prop on Monday Night Football. If he can't do it against the Chargers, one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL, he can't do it against anyone. I'm looking at Bryce Young here. If he can't do it against the Bears, if he can't hit 220 passing yards against the Bears, he's not going to be able to do it against anyone. I would take him over. I'd probably take Adam Thielen over in this one just because they do have that close relationship. He is his favorite receiver. So that would probably be more my favorite play in this one than leaning towards the Bears at minus 3.5. I do like this prop a lot.
1: Yeah, that, that over on Zach Wilson's yards, that worked out for us on, uh, on Monday Night Football in on that one. I, to your point, I mean, the Bears are 28th in passing yards allowed, 257 per game. To my earlier point, they have been getting a little bit better over the last month or so of play. And again, I do worry that if the pass rush can get to Bryce Young, that he's just going to fold up like a cheap suit. But... I would probably be going, I think I would be going over as well, especially because that kind of works with my pick of the Bears winning. Panthers have to play from behind more yards for Bryce Young. I'm not as high on that pick as you are. Um, but you know, again, if if I had to pick in that market, I would go over as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to bet in this game. Let's be honest. No, there's not. Like there's, there's
1: not even there's not even passing yards or receiving yards available for Bears players because they don't know who the quarterback is.
0: Yeah. So it's not really an ideal game to bet. Guys, we're going to move in some basketball picks. If you want to watch on YouTube, make sure you click the link in the bio there and head over to YouTube as well. Grant, start us off with an NBA pick. I'll finish it with a college basketball pick.
1: Okay, so I absolutely smoked my uh, for my NBA picks on Monday and smoked in a bad way. I said to take the Clippers and a big win over the Knicks. They lose by 14. I said take Paul George 25 plus points. I think he scored 10. So Did not work out. However, I'm doubling back, and I'm going to another Knicks game here, and I am going to take the San Antonio Spurs plus 9.5 against the New York Knicks here. Now, the Spurs won't beat anybody if they plan on giving up 152 points like they did to the Pacers on Monday. That is a given. However, I think Popovich will have gotten into them just a little bit, and uh, I think there's real reason that the Spurs can be optimistic here. They're only 22nd in offensive rating, 29th in defensive rating. Victor Wembanyama leads them in every statistical category apart from assists. But he's been very good and he's been getting better. They've started to feature him more heavily. He is up to, I believe, 18th in usage rating um, amongst players with 100 plus minutes. And I think you're going to see that continue to climb as the season progresses. What I do worry about and what my favorite play in this game is, honestly, it's a prop it's it's like you with the thursday night football game my favorite pick in this game is a prop and it's the under on wemby's rebounds it was set at nine and a half uh, when I last checked, the reason I worry about that is the New York Knicks are number one in rebounding rate. They have the worst field goal percentage in the league, which means more rebounding opportunities, but they also average the most offensive rebounds per game. So they're not just giving them to the op- opponent there. And Julius Randall, Mitchell Robinson, two guys that are going to spend a lot of the time on the block, two of the strongest uh, players in the league, two of the best rebounders in the league. I think they're really going to get into Wemby's body, muscle him out of the paint. And I think that this is just, I mean, Wemby's very skeletal. He doesn't have much meat on his bones. He's not really going to be able to push them out of the way. Is he going to grab long rebounds against the guards? Sure, but I don't think he's going to be able to get in the paint and mix it up. Um, So I think the Spurs, you know, it's a large spread. They can keep it within nine points. I think the Knicks win, and I think Wemby goes under on his rebounds.
0: I like unders on Wemby props. Just because I feel like he comes alive very late in games. I know we had that prop the other night, you know, a couple, probably a week and a half ago. It was the points plus rebounds, and he hit it in the final minute of the game. Uh, but it, it's it's a sweat with him all the time when it comes to his props. We got some comments in here. Valve, BTWA, what's up? What's up, Valve? Welcome to the show. Watching over on Twitch there. Love our <laughs> Twitch watchers. And then Ronnie Martin coming in here, probably taking the under. I'm not sure what that refers to. I'm not sure if it was referring to Thursday night football or uh, your prop there, Grant, or the uh, the game as a whole. But Ronnie is on here what's up Ronnie how you doing Ronnie's been crushing in the discord guys if you want to join the discord Ronnie gives some picks in there all the time Spurs next under 223 and a half coming in here from the fantasy football addict Sharp aka eight son saying Arizona State we'll talk about Arizona State in a minute here I do like them um, but the fantasy football addict Grant Spurs next under 223 and a half you're leaning there
1: Yeah, I think so. I think you got to Knicks haven't been terrible on offense. Um, One of the best defensive teams we've seen so far. The Spurs, another key part to watch in this game is the Spurs, despite not having a true point guard in their starting lineup, are third in assists per game. If if Wemby's bodied out of the paint, it's going to be interesting to see how the offense flows around them and against the top defense in the Knicks.
0: Yep, two slow-paced teams from the fantasy football addicts. I would tend to agree there with Grant. And we got some college basketball to finish up the show here. Someone was asking about Arizona State. I would take Arizona State plus the points tonight. Not my favorite play, though. I do like FAU minus 4.5 to 5.5, depending on where you got it at. It was at 4.5 last night. It's now up to 5.5. Could be up to 6.5 by the time this game tips off, just because I think FAU is the much better team here against Loyola Chicago. We've seen it so far in college basketball. You're going to get these lines that, don't really make that much sense because it's week one, right? Or not week one, I'm thinking football terms. It's game one. We don't know what these teams got this season. But when you look at FAU, they're returning a lot of players, including John L. Davis, one of the best guards in the country last year from a shooting perspective. Shot nearly 50% from the field, was doing 14 points per game, did over five rebounds per game, very physical guard. And then you got Vladislav Golden as well. I mean, just an absolute beast down low in the paint, can do a lot for you from a block perspective, can put the ball back up and score, can grab rebounds. So really like FAU tonight against Loyola Chicago. Now, the last time I watched FAU play was at Madison Square Garden in the uh, Elite Eight against Kansas State. It was a terrible, terrible game. I had Kansas State minus the points, and I thought they were going to win the game, and I was getting cash-out offers. They had a double-digit lead with minutes to go in the game, and then FAU crawled back in. This roster is relentless. This culture is relentless. I think we're going to see them on a revenge toward this season, and it starts tonight against Loyola Chicago. I see them winning this game by double digits tonight.
1: It's an interesting game to, because uh, it's a neutral court, but it's uh, in Chicago, which is where Loyola Chicago is. So still kind of a home court advantage for them. But yeah, FAU, they brought back a whole lot of players. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Elijah Martin still there? I don't
0: Elijah Martin is...
1: I think, he, I think he's still there. Yeah, he's still
0: there. Yeah, that's yeah. One. So
1: they got all their main guys back. Um, I, I think they can beat Loyola, Chicago. Um, I think they can beat four and a half. I, I mean, obviously the lower you can get it, four and a half is better than five and a half. But even though it is a neutral court, this is a team that looked really good. They're one of the most complete teams last year. Had one of the best records in all of college basketball. I think they're right up there with Houston for the best record in the country. They bring the same guys back. They win this game. They win
0: big. Yeah, and I don't love teasing college basketball, but just going off of what we were talking about there um, in the comment section here with Arizona State, you could take Arizona State up and you could take FAU down just to win the game tonight, and it comes out to probably minus 110 depending on how many points you add there. That's another option too. Again, I don't love teasing college sports. There's a lot of variability, especially college basketball, but tonight that could be an option for you. Yep, and what do we
1: always say, Tanner?
0: Watch out for those free throws. Watch out for the free throws. The kids can't miss free throws at all. I saw that meme the other day where it's the the guy, it's the one they use all the time, the guy in the gym. You know, just yeah. one, it's like it's that's that's college kids shooting free throws. They don't make their shots. Tanner, that's the play under. Tanner, that's the play under. Okay, Ronnie. Ronnie, I still don't know what you're talking about, but I think it's who's talking about the Spurs game. Uh, anyways, Grant, final thoughts for the show before we sign off for another edition of Win or Ride the Line. I
1: I don't got a whole lot. Honestly, yesterday was just very boring. We went from the sports equinox to not really having much to watch aside from the return of college basketball. So that was enough to tide me over, but I'm excited to see the NFL, the NBA back.
0: We do have one more question here. Kinesis versus Syracuse under 149.5, relatively high total. Both those teams can get going. I did not really look at that game, but if you want a quick perspective from it, I mean – Syracuse went with UNH eighty three seventy two, so they sailed over that. Kinesis had sixty seven points in overtime. Though they, have, the Kinesis, not played this year. I mean, I'd probably lean towards the over just because I think Syracuse is going to score a lot of points at home, but it depends on what Kinesis can do there. So under one forty nine half, it's it's a definitely a tough one. Have not looked at that game though, so can't give you a great perspective on it. Um, any other questions, guys? Make sure you drop them in the chat. If not, join the Discord. Comment on the YouTube channel. We'll get to those anytime. No problem, man. And we will see you soon, Grant. Take us out of here.
1: Guys, that's going to do it for Ride the Line on Wednesday. Before you get out of here, make sure that you have liked the video. Subscribe to the channel so you can find out when Tanner and I are going live. Comment, let us know what your favorite plays of the day are. And until next time, we will see you guys very soon.